In the summertime, when the weather's hot, you can listen to a podcast or maybe not. You know, when the weather's fine, you got covers. You got covers on your mind. That's right. It's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions, compares them against each other to find out what's good in the neighborhood. I'm your host, as always, Jay Cressy, joined by my sunny co-host, Alex Mildenberger. What's up, Alex? How you doing? Not sunny. No, I just kidding. It, you're not doing sunny? That's uh, well, terrible. no, it's good. It's good. It's sunny now. It was raining yesterday, but now we're oh, sunny. Yeah. So it's all good in this neighborhood. <laughs> hey, right on. Uh, yeah, it's sunny out here, too. Out, out here in old New Westminster. Sunny New Westminstrel. That's a lot of syllables. Yeah, it's, cool kids just call it New West. Pretty rad. No one calls um, it... N-W-M? No, because Westminster's one word. So. Yeah, but it's like you could pretend. No. No? No one even pretends? No, no one, one pretends No one out even here. pretends anymore. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so we're talking about uh, Mungo Jerry's 1970 hit, In the Summertime. In the summertime, when the weather is hot, you can stretch right up and touch the sky. When the weather's fine, you got wind. Now, Alex, why mm-hmm. you picked this song? Why did, did you pick do this that? Song. Um, because when we were looking up, or when I was looking up, um, Total Eclipse of the Heart last week, mm-hmm. there it said something. I ended up on a uh, a Wikipedia page for like best-selling singles of all time, and this was in the like best-selling physical singles of all time section. Yeah, 30 million copies, I believe. It's right? a lot. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah. Which is impressive for like what is tech like kind of a one-hit wonder, but not really. Yeah, they technically it, like, had some other hits, but like Like this is the one I I don't know their other songs. Like No. They're not around. It's cuz yeah, Mungo Jerry, so it's a British rock band. It's kind of got a like an Alice Cooper kind of story to it cuz it was originally the name of the band. But, like, the work is mostly done by the lead singer, Ray Dorsett, who also, on this track, at least plays the guitar, mm-hmm. then both the electric and the six-string acoustic, the kibasa, and he stomps as well. And you think anyone so, would stomp, but whatever. No, it, it had to be He's him. Stomper. So he was the composer, guitarist, blues harp, kazoo player, frontman, and singer. And on return from a long tour of the Far East at the beginning of the 1972, he was summoned to the band's management office and told by two other members of the band that he was fired and that his place was being taken by Dave Lambert. The record company, management, and publishers did not go along with this idea, and Ray Dorsett was told that he was from then on Ray Dorsett the composer and Mungo Jerry the performing artist. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of like drama in this group. Like There were a lot of firings and replacements, and then eventually it just became the one dude doing Mm -hmm. everything i guess which is insane because they're the one claim to fame is an incredibly laid-back song yeah absolutely which like i mean he wrote it he was like the performer on that i I mean yeah but but still it's very strange very strange Yeah, yeah and this so like he wrote this in 10 minutes on a like a borrowed fender stratocaster which is so blue collar yeah, because he, yeah, he's off work from... He worked at Timex, which is... Making glowy watches? Watch company? Yeah, yeah, I, I would assume so. so. They, may, I, they might make other stuff, but I feel like the watch is really the, 
The focus. Yeah, he said he worked the at the, the Timex lab, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck. You need a lab. That could for mean there. anything. I don't know what that means. I guess it meant. But he yeah, was this is developing? this uh, is another like black hole sun kind of one, and that it was knocked out in super quick you know, and a then very small amount of time. Resonated with a lot of people. Yeah. The other thing uh, that it yeah, apparently it was one of the first like they called it a maxi single on the internet mm -hmm. where there were two uh two songs on the a side and then a song on the b side and i don't know if that would have helped with the sales as well just because it was kind of maybe a novelty at the time oh yeah and i think it was uh it was kind of viewed as being more bang for your buck right i mean because it, it was only a little more expensive yeah and i guess it would be i i remember there's an interview with um mark bolin on it was on a version of electric warrior uh by t-rex Right. And he was just talking. He was like, "And we like to, you know, we like to put another song on, on the, on the, uh, on the, on the singles, so, so, so people can have a little bit, little get a little bit more out of it." We, and he's just talking about how they like the fans. It. Mm -hmm. It was around the same time too. It would have been like early '70s. So I guess that was probably a big thing of like, we appreciate our fans, so we give them more. Right. Music, which I mean, hopefully it's good music too, but. Yeah, exactly. Because even if even if you throw on a bad like extra track, there's some like, well, we got a free song out of it. Like, it's something. <laughs> it's something. It's funny that you bring up Mark Bolin because uh, I actually heard this song uh, in the summertime play last week, and I was like, you know, this sounds a bit like Mark Bolin. Like, it has a bit of a T Rex vibe in the vocals. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. I never thought um, of it like that. You gotta pick. Uh, let me see. I would pick something like Hot Love. Actually, maybe that's not the best example. Because he's got a bit of like, warrior. like it's a little laid back and there's a bit of like a vibrato thing going on. Yeah. They they have a similar tone. Like it's it's clear that they are different singers when you listen to right, it. Right, but... but it's definitely like around the same time, mm -hmm. like, like bluesy kind of music. Yeah, it's like blues done by what were, you know, considered the freaks of that time. The freaks. I mean, have you seen this guy's his this guy's chops? Yeah, like this. He's uh like, and I've seen that even before, like talking about him this week. Like I've seen him before, but never acknowledged him as being this guy. As being Mungo Jerry, the performer. Mungo Jerry, yeah. Mungo Jerry or whatever. I've never Mungo seen cats. Jerry. Apparently, the name comes from cats. Well, the name comes from the the T. S. Eliot book of poems right. about cats, which, which, which cats is also based off. Cats. Of. This is a Chippendales situation. Oh, wherein both Chippendales and the Chippendales dancers both got their name from the furniture. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what's going on here, Alex. I see. I see what's going on. But like, yeah. Anyway, so it's that. Yeah, he kind of looks like Andre the cats. Giant. He does, which is possibly why, like, the the album artwork we're working with here, mm -hmm. I, I envisioned him being a lot bigger. Possi yeah, probably because absolutely. of that. And then seeing him in the video, he's just like a guy, which is yeah. fine, and, like, I should have expected that. But, I don't know. Thought he was going to be, thought he was going to be an Andre the Giant. Yeah, I definitely Apparently. expected him to be a bigger dude. But I didn't, couldn't put my finger on why before, like, right now. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for elucidating that. 
No worries. I th- like I saw him and I was like, oh, he looks like Andre the Giant. I was like, oh, I bet he's French. And then I was like, no, he's British. <laughs> Close? <laughs> kind of. It's in my head, like French and British are the opposites of each other, you know? Like, I guess so. Like, it's hot like and cold. it's like red and blue, right? Yeah. But there's no real reason to think that. They're both No, white I mean people, so much generally. of the like modern didn't like the modern English I don't know. There's a lot of conquering of the island by oh, like yeah. and, the Normans or whatever, and I think some other dudes. Saxons, maybe? Saxons, oh yeah. Classic Saxons. <laughs> I don't know. Which are like the Normans were like on the mainland there, so Yeah. Normandy, I assume. Hey. Look at that. We're That's topical. Out. We're like we're like really close to D Day anniversary, so Oh shit, yeah, isn't isn't your brother born on D Day or uh, something? My sister. My sister. Ah yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, 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 um shout out to Janelle for being born on D Day. Yeah, way to go. Actually on the on the beach of Normandy. Yes, yeah. On right on the beach it was it's like in Metal Gear Solid, there was like a yeah, they'd cut her out. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was like Metal Gear Solid because love bloomed on the battlefield. Because love bloomed on the battlefield, yeah. But I mean, also so, a large knife. Fuck yeah. So this was a madly popular song. It hit number three on the Billboard Hot 100 in the USA. It spent seven weeks at the top of the UK charts and two weeks on the top in Canada. Uh, like we said, it sold 30 million single copies. And it features in the 2014 game Just Dance for Wii U. It's in Just Dance 2014. Yeah, that's right. Shouldn't have skipped 2014. What's the, what do you dance to this? I guess whatever. Yeah, I, I, I just looked at a picture of it. They're like fruits. I don't know. Like summer fruits. <laughs> some, okay. some, summer, summer fruits. Sure. Why not? Some, summer let go. Some are um, not fruits. Should we talk about the lyrics on this one, Alex? Um, nah, that's fine. Okay, I feel like we're meandering, but I feel like that's in the spirit of the song as well. Yeah, it kind of is. It kind of is. Yeah, no, let's talk about those. Let's talk about those lyrics. So, um... Ch-ch-ch-uh. uh uh No, we did this. We did this for under pressure. We can't do the same joke. We did this bit. We can't do the same joke again. Okay, but what do you think it means? What do you think it means? I think it means we're getting ready to have a good time. Because mm. he keeps making like uh guttural sounds. Yeah. It's catchy, I'll tell you that. Damn right it is. Yeah. So we open with the verse in the summertime when the weather is hot, you can stretch right up and touch the sky. You know, I feel like he might say the weather is high. Does that I also feel like that. Like there's a few lyrics here that I feel like are maybe not totally right, and at different sources say they're different. I don't know. I don't have like yeah. a liner notes or anything to check it against and 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 some people say it differently but yeah i will i will say this for it if we look at the lines generally they're in rhyming couplets they are like even loose ones like drive and find yeah are are rhyming at the in sort of the middle of the word Mm -hmm. so i think it's safe to see i would yeah i would say the weather is high which which basically means the same thing i would think yeah plus it gives off the idea like uh, like this genius guy says, it says he had gives some credence to the assumptions that contraband was used while the song was written. Contraband? Were they in prison? Yeah. 
<laughs> it's just, I don't know what it is about this specific song, but like every Narcon genius came to this song. <laughs> Contraband. We, get to, uh, we get to the line, have a drink, have a drive, and they're like, this line reveals the generally relaxed attitudes towards drunk driving in the 1960s. Which, maybe that is true. It's not good advice. Sure. It's, he also says have a drink. True. Like one. True, and people do that. I've seen it happen. Yeah. It's, yeah. Most driver's license allow for some alcohol in the bloodstream. Generally and also, two drinks. he doesn't really say have a drink and then go for a drive immediately afterwards. It's just like, here, it's two examples of things you could do. In yeah, the summer, it could very when you're well having be a separate. good time, yeah, like go, go, just like go around. Of course, the line after that—that was the first line of this song that I was introduced to, because mm-hmm. a little while ago, I was talking to a guy, and I mean, this song—I was—I didn't know the name, I didn't know the artist, you know, I'd heard the tune, right? Because the tune—that's yeah. the thing that really sticks with you. It's super catchy, but like. You kind of said, like, hey, you know In the Summertime by Mungo Jerry? And everyone there was like, we have no idea what you're talking about at all. What is a Mungo Jerry? <laughs> I had, I still haven't seen Cats, so no one made the Cats connection. But, like, this was it. They're like, if your daddy's rich, take her out for a meal. If your daddy's poor, just do what you feel. He's kind of like, hey, isn't that kind of messed up? And it can be messed up, but I don't think it has to be. Yeah, I think it's, uh, we'll get to that line. I guess we should... Oh. Oh, am back, I getting ahead of us now? Verse. I, I, it was my fault. I pushed this ahead there. Okay. So, uh, uh, you can stretch right up and touch the sky. I think it's just like you can do anything in the summertime. Like there's a, there's a sense of freedom, right? Right. It, it, there's, there's this open space that you can like fill. You can just move anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's imagery. And then after that, when the weather's fine, you got women. You got women on your mind. Very simple. It's summertime. You're horny. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. That's that's a that's a universal phenomenon, no? Yeah, it's just like, and I maybe not even horny, but you you tend to turn to like people are out like showing their guns off, like that's true. Suns out, guns out, as they say. I think we I think we all just look better in the summer, and maybe that's just because we're we're getting some vitamin D. I'm just more reflective in the summer, but oh yeah, um, uh, the snow helps too sometimes, but like. Snow definitely helps with reflection. Have you noticed that every everyone has a sign that says "suns out, something out"? Have you noticed that? Because I feel like I'm seeing that a lot this year. I have zero. I I'm sure it's seen always any true. Out here, like suns out. I don't know. Other thing, depending on the business, right? Everyone's got a right. sign. Suns out, buns out. Buns, suns out, beers out. Guns doesn't even have to rhyme. Sun. Like just keep going. Suns, suns out, out. Dogs out. I don't know. Paws suns out. Suns out. Dum- dumplings out. <laughs> suns out. Dog grooming out. I don't know. You know. Suns out. Just pork bun out, man. <laughs> you look like you could use a pork bun. Yeah. Out. Suns out. Why don't you have a pork bun in your hands? It's yeah. They're getting really specific now. <laughs> suns out. A man who goes his whole life without having a pork bun <laughs> is never a whole man. Yeah. Jeez. Well, like, it's just a series <laughs> of signs walking down the street. And then, what, am I not going to eat a pork bun afterwards? <laughs> no. I need to be a whole man. Can't say no after that. Jeez. Um, also worth talking about on the have a drink, have a drive line is that was eventually used in a British uh, anti-drinking and driving campaign. Uh, how, how was it used? Uh, they just played it as like, have a drink, have a drive, go out, see what you can find, and then presumably a horrendous car crash happens. Ah, uh, yeah, I would assume it just make the screechy sounds. 
And then yeah, it, I get you it. You seen some of those British like uh, anti drunk driving ads? They're insane uh, sometimes. I, I are they? I don't know. I don't know if I've seen. I, you I see feel that like one where like these kids go on a field trip and then just like a car flips out of fucking nowhere and just like eliminates them all. No, there's got to be a playlist Man, of these things somewhere. Heavy. Yeah, you got to check it out. It was it's rough. It was a rough watch. And lots of tire screeching, glass breaking, yeah. smashing everywhere. Well, that's exactly. what I'm into. So, so that's gonna be my afternoon. So yeah, it's uh, it's featured the first verse against people enjoying drinks in a pub during summer, then stopped to show a fatal car accident caused by drink driving. Drunk, dr- oh, they call it drink driving. Yeah, I feel like is, that's such a cute name for it. I, it's way too cute, right? Oh, it's just a little like it, drink it drive. It sounds like a joke. Ah, it's a little drink yeah. drive. Like, what? What? Anyway. It's too cute. Too cute. It's, guys, call it what it is. Drunk driving. Call what it is, getting fucked up and driving a car. Call, yeah, do it. I think, now, tell me this, Alex. Tell me if I've got a good idea here. I think it would be tight to just have, like, a, essentially, like, a monster truck arena. Just a big dirt oval, basically, where people can just drink and drive. Like, they just get fucked up, get behind a wheel. What do you think? Mm, I don't know. You can I even mean, set it up like like a driver's course so they can they can try and do straight lines and shit, but they'll like pay money and then they can just get blasted and drive around. Are like are are monster trucks like actually difficult to get injured in though? Um, or are the guys behind the wheel like we know exactly what it's like wrestling, but like with trucks? Like we've trained maybe. for years. I I wasn't suggesting that people get monster trucks. I was thinking just regular cars. Oh, okay. Well then it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. Although people, I'm sure lots of people would die, but it'd be very amusing. <laughs> that's I, I, you know what? Some people would pay good money to die. I that's think. like that's like Colosseum stuff. That's like isn't that Death yeah. Race? No. Well, kind of. I mean, you replace uh, the weapons of. with alcohol. What's the difference? Am I right? What's the difference? Um. So yeah, we get to the line: If her daddy's rich, take her out for a meal. If her daddy's poor, just do what you feel. Which sounds insidious. I think, mm-hmm. but I'm not totally sure. We've kind of already established. I we mentioned like the way it was written was like so blue collar, and I think yeah. this really is like a working class perspective. So when they're saying sure. when her daddy's rich, take her out for a meal, it's it's more of saying like if she comes from like a higher class, you have to like put on your airs or whatever and like act the part. Versus if someone who is not rich you can you can be more relaxed without having to that's what i read out of it when i tried to find a positive a positive uh uh, interpretation Mm. see i think it's a little more sinister it's more like if she's rich like if her dad's rich you gotta you gotta get in there like get her the meal because you want to get in good with the family right because then you might be able to cash in on some of that wealth get some of that inheritance Whereas if her daddy's poor, you just say you can do whatever the fuck you feel like, right? Right. Which is not necessarily to say, because, like, uh, I was talking to Greta about it, and she thought that it was like, oh, that just means, like, hit it and quit it. You can fuck her and leave. Right. I thought it was more just like, well, it's, you can just kind of, you can go for a fucking walk in the park. You can still take her to a meal. That's still an option. But. If you feel like a meal. Maybe you feel like a meal. I don't know. And maybe maybe the option he's suggesting is what uh, goes further down the verse is just taking her for a drive in your car and then eventually fucking in that car. Yeah, because, well, I mean, you're driving so fast. 
Mm-hmm. That I mean, what else is going to happen? If that's impressive. It's, yeah, it's, she just gets the feeling that she could be someone, be someone, be, be someone. someone. And then, you know, one thing leads to another. Next thing you got, next thing you know, you got kids and you're yeah. drinking. Yeah, you have a drinking problem that you didn't have before. She's well, got a job that pays all the bills. Yeah, well, that's not very sunny, though. But you are speeding <laughs> along the lane. And I feel like this next line is not quite right. Mm-hmm. Um, let me look at two different uh, sources. I see do a turn or return the 25. And I see do a ton <laughs> or a ton and 25. I think it's the second one. Okay. What does it mean? I will tell you this because Genius told me it. Doing a ton refers to speed, 100 miles per hour. So speed along the lane, do 100 miles per hour, or even 125 if you feel like oh, it, Oh, right? that's what that means. That's so specific. Yeah. Ton up. Hey, Junior. Good thought. What? Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes these, these genius kids... The song was written before the UK went metric. Well, oh, they must have edited it to say miles per hour. Mm. Not kilometers. Anyway, anyway, not important. We don't need to talk about the genius comments. That's a, it's, yeah, that's I'm, a bad idea, usually. Um, so yeah, do a ton, ton 25. When the sun goes down, you can make it, make it good in a lay-by. Now, a lay-by is a, sort of like a rest stop, kind of. Oh, so that's literally what they're saying. Yeah. Can make it good in a lay-by. So you can literally just, like, pull over and have car sex. That's exactly right. Wow. I didn't, I didn't catch that. I, I didn't read the genius annotations. It's, yeah, that's the only reason I caught it. Cause There's so I'll much slang. Yeah, it's, it's a, a surprising amount of British slang in here. Yeah, I didn't know any of this stuff. Wow, I should have looked it up for sure. Ah, no sweat, dude. That's what we're here for, our team. Um, yeah. And then, interestingly enough, he says, we're no threat, people. Despite doing 125, well, shit-faced. Yeah. Getting roadhead. They're not dirty, they're not mean. They love everybody. And they do as they please. Do you as know, they please. Are these the boys of summer? I think these are the boys of summer. Oh, no. These are the boys of summer? You might be right, actually. These might be the boys of summer. Um... They love everybody, but they're a little misguided. Yeah. And they do as they please. Because you know I also believe the boys of summer are the boys who are back in town. Yes, the boys of summer are back in town, and they love everybody, and they do as they please. So yeah, this is this all fit the, the, uh, the boys trilogy. Yeah, this is definitely music. part of the boys saga. <laughs> we'll see how long it goes. <laughs> Yeah, again, this this speaks to your saying it's a sort of blue-collar anthem. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people relate to that. You know, like, we're not dirty or, or mean people, but we're not necessarily these fancy high-class people. Yeah, we we're just, just trying to have a good time and go fishing or maybe swimming in the sea. In the sea. We're always happy. Life's for living. Yeah, that's our philosophy. I think that's a good rhyme. Mm-hmm. Because he rhymes that is sea with philosophy. philosophy. I like it. Sing along with us. And then they just do their like little like not quite scatting, but kind of scatting. Mm-hmm. And they're happy. Yeah. And yeah. that's and they do is that, that really for all a the lyrics, yeah. Oh, no, no, there's one more. The bridge. They do repeat, yeah. but there is a bridge. Um they talk about winter. But in the winter yeah. it's party time. Bring your bottle, wear your bright clothes, it'll soon be summertime. 
So it's like even in the dead of winter, whether a literal one or one that is that is of the soul, perhaps it's you can still wear your bright clothes and and br- bring your bottle, you know, for drinking, and, and you can you can bring summer just anytime. Yeah, so they're they're. I mean, they're staying they're staying positive. It's definitely a positive mm-hmm. song. It's it's happy sounding. It's catchy. They just talk about like doing stuff in the summer and having a good time. Yeah, and then he says, you know, like it's gonna summer's gonna happen again. We'll go driving. Maybe we'll settle down. And he says, if she's rich, if she's nice, bring your friends, and we'll all go into town. Because again, she can pay. They want yeah, she can pay. Go into town. Drinks on her. She's rich. Now, do you think, um, maybe you'll know a little bit more about this, but, uh, so if she's rich, if she's nice, is that an if she's rich and nice, or is that if she's rich or nice? It's a good question. Is nice a slang term that means something else? Are we missing something here? I think maybe nice might mean, I'm just going to take a crack at and say loose. That's kind of what I was thinking, just based on the context as well. Yeah. Um, If, or maybe, yeah, that's what they think it means to be nice i don't know yeah or, or it could just simply be pleasant i know nice is sometimes used to mean like somebody who is boring but i don't think you would want to bring them with your friends no i yeah it, it kind of seems like that when they're saying like hey is she nice uh, yeah, some gentle ribbing yeah, you know? uh, if, I don't yeah know. if we're thinking about this coming from the boys i feel like that's yeah, the... i feel like these boys are looking looking to get down as it were. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's the vibe I get from this song. And it was... Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't want to... No, I'm not going to say that. What were you going to say? I was going to talk about hippies, but I don't know anything about hippies. Uh, they're dirty. They're dirty? Filthy. So they, these guys can't be hippies because they're not bastards. dirty. Commie yeah. bastards. So. so you say that they're... So is your idea that they're maybe hippies oh uh, yeah i was gonna say that there may be because there was like i mean this is seven it was 1970 so like there was hippie stuff going on but i feel mm. like these guys weren't really hippies yeah i feel like they're just uh like yeah. young dudes so i was gonna talk about hippie stuff but then i realized that i really don't have enough to talk about so yeah, I feel like th- these guys would go bail. to Woodstock. We're gonna bail. I feel or at like least I I guess had went might. to Woodstock at this point because it'd have been a yeah. I, I mean, if they had the opportunity to, I feel like yeah, for sure. Seem like Woodstockers. I mean, yeah. So that's the song in a nutshell. Yeah, that's it. It's pretty simple. It's essentially about how summertime is a good time to be horny and have fun. You can have horny fun in the summertime. That's what I. That's what I say. That's what I said right there. Did you hear me? I did hear it. It's on. It's, we got it on tape. Okay, good. We got him, boys. All right. Get in. Get. Wah! <laughs> That's right. It was a raid the whole time. Ah, um, damn it. So let's talk about. This is a. Like, it's a simple piece, technically, but there is a lot going on still. True, but it's like always the same, basically. Yeah, because it's just this. Like, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's got that that rhythm that like melody and like everything is playing that melody and it's just playing throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. and then you get like little kind of like riffs around it because like the piano will be like yes they got and it seems like the instruments i don't know if they're actually dropping out or if they're just like adjusting the balance 
I feel like they're at different parts, different instruments become the focus, even though it's still right. like they don't like pause. It's not like necessarily at the beginning or end of a phrase or anything. It's just right. kind of yeah. drifting in and out. Yeah, and that's, I wonder if some of that's just bad mixing. Cause... Maybe, or good mixing? Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Um, and there's also a jug. Can't forget that jug. Can never forget. It's a jug. glass jug, or at least it was in the music video. Is the music video, but of course, in the music video, the glass jug is also responsible for the motorcycle noise. <laughs> is he not also making jug sounds at that time? I think he might be, but it's like, because like, and that's not even a motorcycle. Actually, it's interesting how they do that. So. Like we're talking then at the two minute mark, there's a fake ending where this uh like motorcycle engine sounds. Oh no! And... I still he totally they're totally making like that's the motorcycle sound because because Ray Dorsett's doing like a crank action on his back. Yeah. So yeah, he charges so, yeah, him up he, again. He is the motorcycle. So how they actually did that is uh, uh Ray Dorsett said, "We'll just get a recording of a motorcycle, stick it on the end of the song, and then re-edit the front, and then put the front off to the motorcycle so it starts up again." But I couldn't find a motorcycle. Howard Barry, the engineer, had an old, well, it wasn't old then, a Triumph sports car. She drove past the studio while Barry Merritt was holding the microphone. So he got the stereo effects from left to right, or right to left, whatever, and that was it. So it's actually an old car. And, yeah, I mean, it just sounds like an engine to me, but... Yeah, for I, some reason, I thought it was a motorcycle. It does... It's just weird, because it's like, oh, let's get a motorcycle. Oh, we don't have a motorcycle. Like, you'd think somebody... Somewhere. Like, they just couldn't get their hands on a motorcycle? Yeah, it seems I guess, like I don't know somebody should have had one. I don't know if I'd be able to get my hands on a motorcycle. And, you know, I don't know how rich these guys were that they could afford a motorcycle. I could for sure not drive a motorcycle. I can tell it's, you it's that. It's almost easier to not. <laughs> to not drive a motorcycle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I agree. I'm doing it right now. That's, I'm not actually. I'm it's just just tearing down the roads right wow. now. Wow! I'm I can't even wow. hear the 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 background sounds. I'm very impressive. Impressed. Yeah, re- really. I am very like, impressive. Really good audio equipment. You are very impressive. That's amazing. Um, let's talk about the music video, which we've yeah. kind of talked a bit about. Yeah. So it's really just them playing in a white room. Yes. Which uh, we'll see that come up again. Yeah, surprisingly. Interestingly enough. Uh, wearing like Ray Dorsett's wearing like a fishnet shirt. Yeah, and like a little scarf around his neck. Which I'm sure that was some like trend. I don't know the name of it though. You know, yeah, it's, it's 19... called being fucking rad. I mean, it's called being rad, sure, because he's got like he's got mutton chops, a lot of, like pink ascot, and and a fishnet shirt, which is pretty incredible. But like. I feel like if you go back, there's so many, like, weird little, like, movements, like, cultural movements. Right. The only one I can think of right now is Mod, which was, yeah. like, like, if you look at old, like, performances by The Who or whatever, and they're just in those, like, what do, what do you call them? They have, like, cravats on and, like, fancy, weird stuff. I'm just gonna say stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And, like, this... I- I assume is related to that, but maybe not. Yeah, I thought maybe it was just you know when you're part of the part of the weirdos, you you just dress like that, you know. Yeah, maybe. Although there is a dude who just has a gray shirt on. True, he's but he's got maybe a weird though. mustache. Uh, I don't know. 
Man, I don't know. It's a, like it's not a very exciting music video, but it does let you kind of see all the instruments that are being played in the in the piece. It does, and you can see the banjo player who's also playing the jug. Yeah, it was also on jug duty. Does that sound like Is a that jug? You, you playing the yeah, kind of. That's, that's that's my jug. No, I don't have a jug. Um, that and like, hang on, I've lost my thought. Nope, it's gone. Don't know what I was gonna God. say. Yeah, fuck it, it's gone. Never needed it anyway. No. It um, that's that's the original song. Should we jump into the covers? Unless you got anything else to say? No, you forgot what you were gonna say. No, I forgot what I was gonna say. And I will be yep, forgetting yes. every single thing for the rest of this recording session. So look forward to that. Great. Let's talk about the Pinto Veres Orchestra in 1970. I'm sorry, the what? Pinto Veres? I have no idea what you're talking about. Pinto Veres. Orchestra. I don't know if you're... No, I'm yeah. just doing a bit because I'm going to forget everything. Oh my god, okay. Ah, Alex. <laughs> I was like, Alex, you put this together. What a goof. <laughs> what a... What a guy. All right, yes, yeah. Pinto Veres Orchestra. Another... classic alex bit so i couldn't actually find anything on this orchestra yeah me neither they're spanish in some um capacity and yeah in some degree um maybe they're from spain maybe they're from latin america i don't know mm-hmm. now this one's got a real like if you'd have told me this came out 30 years before the original i'd be like oh yeah no, of course this is where the tune came from because it, it really picks up on the, uh, and I should have mentioned this when talking about the first one, but the sort of like ragtime or almost like honky-tonk kind of value in the original. Yeah, that's definitely like what the piano sounds like off the yeah. bat, for sure. We get a little whistling on this one. This one's very, uh, it's, it manages to, I think, fit in more instruments than even the original has. There's a lot of stuff, and like the melody part itself... Like the singing part, they kind of goes between mm -hmm. like it gets played on the saxophone, it's played on a let's see, clarinet, and also mm -hmm. a banjo, I think. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. they're all going at once. Maybe it's got a like... well, they do a lot of call and response stuff with it sometimes. That's true. That's true. Which kind of shows up in the original through the audio mixing because sometimes the vocals are just in the left, and then sometimes they come to both. Oh, I totally missed that. It's these new headphones, man. I'm powerful oh, man. now. I'm a new being. I've been desensitized to the headphones. <laughs> Someone's got to notice. Speaking of which, this one also had some wacky audio mixing. This one definitely has a lot of panning. Yeah. And it seems not like intentional panning. It seems like kind of glitchy. Yeah? Yeah, I... it just kind of like moves sharply at times. Yeah, it certainly is like a little bit, little bit on the other side, little bit on the other side. It's... It's odd. Mm-hmm. But, and then, yeah, well, there's a lot of move, moving around uh, in this, but it was 1970, so, like, I don't, like, stereo was, like, relatively recent, you Right. Know? Like, I assume, no, I don't know the history here, but, like, the Beatles had, like, would do, like, mono version, stereo version, depending on whatever right. your setup was or whatever, so, because they just didn't have, maybe... It was, like, new, and they were, like, less experienced doing doing stereo mixing. Maybe. Maybe. 
Um, uh, probably one of the most important things to mention on this one, though, beyond audio mixing issues, is that it does starts out with sort of a regular paced version, and then really picks up into a kind of a more big band vibe. Yes, and like it goes faster. Yeah, like they pick up speed and they do this little like drum roll thing, and then everything's playing. They're like, like yeah, it's like yeah, it just it gets bigger essentially. Yeah, and there's actually that part seems to have a trombone that I couldn't find in the other part. Okay, so yeah, yeah. They add a trombone, but yeah, definitely like big band feel. Maybe not full. Maybe like a small big band. Yeah, like a like a plus size band. Yeah, because I think a big band is twenty piece. And I feel like there's not like five trumpets or whatever. Mm. What's the uh, how many how many how many pieces do you need to be in an orchestra? Oh, I don't know. More than twenty. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and then so they do um, that for a little while, and then like go back to the other thing, and they do that again. Yeah. They do the beginning part again. It's not exactly the same. Um, there's more. I think clarinet. Yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, and there's a saxophone solo. Mm-hmm. And I think it sounded pretty good. Like, it, it's kind of like an extension of the melody, and it, like, works in with that same feeling of, yeah. the, of the original melody. Yeah, 100%. I think this does a good job in, in both, like, that sax solo taking from the original and building on it, and even just the overall tone of the piece is this sort of laid-back but more old-timey vibe on this one. Yeah, and throwing in the but, whistling doesn't hurt. Yeah, it's they like all the instruments actually play very well on this and give a just kind of a good old vibe to it. Like I could see this being the soundtrack to an old racist Disney cartoon, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> so an old Disney cartoon. Am I right? <laughs> Fucking gotcha, uh, Disney. Take that, mouse. Avengers Endgame, more like fucking disney studios end game right here well man we don't want to go too far oh we don't wanna, snap we don't want to turn up in a mouse trap <laughs> how is there not i guess because i was gonna say how's there not a disney version of mouse trap but i guess a game where mickey dies is probably not well the point of the game wait is the point of mouse trap to catch the mice or to escape the I mouse think, trap i think it's not to get caught yeah that you game play as the mice. Because all you wanted to do was have those cool traps go off. I haven't played Mousetrap. I, I played it like once. My family hated it. And I was like, ah, but there's all these neato traps. There's so many, like, it was so fascinating. I saw the ads for it and I was like, yeah, yeah the fun is catching, the- I assume. You assume it is, but apparently it's not. You're just supposed to, like, try and get cheese. Which, cool. It was like I'll Monopoly if Monopoly sucked. And had Rube Goldberg contraptions it come twice. That's the exciting part. That's what I wanted to mess around with. I know. They should have just sold like a Rube Goldberg kit. So you could just like make your own little traps and like basic bullshit, like, you know? Just attach a shoe onto this like two by four and then it swings down and kicks a ball which rolls over and hits a get- blade that cuts a string on a balloon that then rises up and all that. Yeah, and then it like feeds your dog or whatever, like the opening to Back to the Future. Exactly. And then your dog feeds on a balloon. Feeds on a balloon. Okay, I like this one. We should move forward, I yes, think. Yes, let's talk about Ken Booth. In the summertime when the weather is high, you can stretch right up and touch the sky. When the weather's fine, you 
1970 as well. These are both the same year as the original, which is yeah, pretty impressive. pretty quick. Lots of covers, I think. Yeah. Um, so Ken Booth's a Jamaican vocalist. What I'm saying is I think there's a higher chance of more covers coming out in a short period of time in the 70s. Especially the early 70s. Why is that, Alex? So they used to, everything was like sing, like covers back then. They were like, I swear. Like, I don't know if that's actually true. I just I feel was, like there I, were more covers. There's more like, well, we talked about it, didn't we? It was like, well, people like just wanted the song. They didn't care necessarily as much who right i think that was course, closer was to the early beatles, so. 60s yeah we're post beatles now so i think covers were in a in a different space i still feel like it was a bit of a in-between period but i could be wrong yeah i think closer to the modern context than absolutely so is this rocksteady i think this is rocksteady is this rocksteady or is it bebop that's a good question or is it the Shredder? No, so this is Roxy because he's a Jamaican vocalist. So this I just Razar. <laughs> I always thought it was Toka. Let's just keep here. All right, let's keep listing. Um, is this Doctor Baxter? Doctor Baxter Stockman? <laughs> is this fucking Mondo Gecko? No, he's not a villain. All right, let's go back to talking about Ken Booth. <laughs> Is this, um, is this is this Triceraton? All of the Triceratons? <laughs> it's just all of them. Wow. This, what, what, I'm going to just take a shot in the dark. Is this General Craig? Hmm. Maybe it's the... Ah, shit. The time guy. You know, the time guy. Controls oh, time. Um, time it's, guy. No. Nope. It's like a time... Anyway, that's enough. That's enough TV. Is this Yusaki Yojimbo? I think we're going off... I think we're going getting off track. <laughs> <laughs> you sure people don't just want to hear us list off characters in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics for like another hour and a half? I mean, I would like to hear that, but but I mean, I think this is Rocksteady. Okay, so this is Rocksteady. What defines Rocksteady? Uh, I forget. He's Jamaican. <sighs> it, He's a it's, Jamaican. And I'm pretty right? sure it's not ska or reggae. Okay. I just assume all Jamaican music is reggae, Alex. That's a good assumption Dude, to make. That's because I'm a white boy. It's true. This one changes up like the the rhythm of the lyrics quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I find it's like much it's slower still... tempo than the that's original. That's true. So. It is slower, but like the, and the way he he's got that thing where like he say the words with a di- different rhythm, but it still kind of has the same melody. Yeah, and like a little bit of different emphasis which i think we'll also see in uh the the upcoming shaggy version which is coming in hot it's coming hot um and yeah it's it's maybe a little simpler there's like a nice little rhythm going on the drums and like that piano there's pianos playing the riff yeah and it's yeah it's very laid back simpler though because it's not like there's a banjo and a whatever yeah, it's this is a, like a stripped-down version, technically. And I don't think there's a skank in this version. I can't detect one. It's, you know? It's, it's skankless. Skankless. It's without skank. Yeah, skankless in Jamaica, old yeah. Ken Booth. So, um, yeah, I'll agree to that. You know what? This could be in a Donkey Kong game, and I, I'd believe it. Yeah, because it's like taking a laid-back song and making it more laid-back. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, for sure. Although I will say this. Because you know how I get 
about organ solos. There's an yeah. organ solo. This one has an organ solo. Yeah, Very it does. And I've, I've written here it was right on. Yeah. Yeah, it was right on, wasn't it? Right yeah. on. All right. This one's like, like, I don't know. This one's just chill. This is a chill version of it. And I'm like, right on, Ken Booth. Yeah. It's and then it ends on the line, in the summertime, you can go swimming, which I guess he thought that was very important for people to know. I mean, that's just what he does in the summertime. You can go swimming! Sweet. Now, I mean, now we know. Uh, yeah, I didn't know what I was allowed to do in the summertime before. We can, I mean, I'm landlocked, so... Right. There's you a know. lake somewhere out there. Yeah... I think people put their boats there, though. I don't think it's for you. Can you swim in the reservoir? I know you can <laughs> boat there. Anyway, not important. Got a river. You can swim in the bow. Bro. I guess. I guess. It's cold. Uh, I guess. Hmm. See, so yeah, Ken Booth is all right with me. Yeah. There's a it random crash drum at one point. Somebody just hits that fucking cymbal. Good. Good. Great. Let's talk Explosive. about Frank's side bottom in 1985. Frank side bottom. So this is like a he's like a parody guy. He's like a jokester. Yeah, so if you're familiar with the film Frank with the where the musician has the big head that he puts on, huh? That guy is ba that movie is based, at least in part, off of this dude. Okay, because that sounds familiar, but I have not seen that movie. Got to see that this movie. This head looked kind of familiar too. He just puts yeah. on this like fake cartoon head. Some yeah, so like yeah, Chris... I said in part, it's it's fully based right. on this guy. Yeah, this guy's Chris Seavey. Yeah, that's his actual that's... name. Playing his Frank Sidebottom character. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this is him doing, like, a joke version of the song. Yeah, because he changes the lyrics in this one, which and, was and surprising. Sort of, sort of talks with his, his voice, his old nasal. A very nicely voice. Sort of you know, really talk normally. Sort of and strange. Inst instead of a jug noise, he just says, Achoo. Achoo. And he sort uh, of... I think he's supposed to be sort of a, a nerd character for this because he, he, gets, he likes to go outside, but it's hot in the sun. Yeah, he's and like young he and thinking he's about a child. Science fiction. Space and science fiction. Space. And he and says, I can't drink, I can't drive. And he says, when my mummy's here, I can't make a noise, but I go outside and I make a noise. Way to go. Way to go, Frank. So yeah, this is this is like the novelty version. Um, yeah, of a song that honestly is almost already a novelty. Pretty much, pretty much. We know it's hot outside. I actually, there's like the keyboard in this. Mm -hmm. Is like, I think it's just like a cheap Casio they set to banjo. Like, oh yeah, it's super like the 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 decay is like super slow or fast. Like when you right. lift off the key, it's just like. Bow. It's like that's the banjo sound, but yeah, it sounds like super like cheap synthesizer. You know, this is the mid '80s, so they've got that. Mm -hmm. And I uh, think that's kind of his bit is to sound yeah, cheap. Right. I don't think he's... for sure. 
Um, so I guess that's the other thing is like, I'm not super into it, but I think everything in this song was intentional. So like, yeah, I'm not going to like, I was, I was charmed by the lyric changes. I thought it was kind of funny. They were somewhat consistent, I guess. Yeah. It's, he says it's very, very, very hot in the summertime. It's better than winter. Just being like super literal about things. Yeah. He just kind of like, it's like, he's almost responding to the original, because he says like he has everything else on his mind, so he's not thinking about women because he's thinking about space and science fiction. I can't drink, I Fair can't enough. drive. Like so it's just, just a, a it's because I imagine the song like was you know like everyone was probably listening to it. True, although this is fifteen years later. Fifteen years later, yeah. But maybe but, he was probably a kid then, so maybe this is a reflection of his own experience true. with it. That's true. Probably if it was as popular as it was, which it had to have been as popular as it was, right? Because that's how language it, works. It was that popular, yeah. Um, you know, causality and all that. Yeah, um, he was British and it spent seven weeks at the top there, and I assume he was alive in 1970, so. So, way to go, Frank Sidebottom. I don't know that your comedic sensibilities match up with mine, but maybe I'm dumb. Could be. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying it's comic genius. I just thought it was. Maybe it like was in 1985. A... Do you think Could it was? Be. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this was comedy, Alex, or, like brilliant comedy. Because yeah. I don't know how popular Frank Sidebottom was. That's a good question. Um, I'm looking. I'm on his Wikipedia page right now. It's the first line, just like, oh yes, very popular. Everyone fucking hated this guy. No, um, <laughs> this fucking asshole. Awards he uh, was posthumously recognized with mm-hmm. the Special Judges Award at the 2011 Chortle Awards. Hmm. <laughs> And a publicly funded statue of Frank was unveiled on October 20th, 2013, at 11.37 in Timperley Village. The timing, a reference to one of the character's catchphrases. Okay, so Legacy. sometimes Frank Legacy. just did like, straight-up stand-up comedy. Apparently, like I'm reading here that Frank Sidebottom was initially created to be a fan of CV's band, The Freshies. But the like the character actually became very popular, so he started like putting out these Frank Sidebottom comedy records. Okay, all right. Michael Fast. Oh, there's oh the film. Oh, okay, <laughs> Michael Fast. No, Alex, that's a, that's a spoiler. Don't don't look. Oh, it's like the first thing it says. I'll forget. Um, yeah. So that's that's all right. The song. Yeah, it's it's like yeah. You know, it's again, it's another one of these dated comedy tracks. Yes. Although it's not as horny as the last one. Is that what we called it? The the what was it? Was it Cadillac Ranch? Why no, we ta- no so. it had to be um the Wallflower. Yeah, it was the Wallflower. For sure. I was like, why were we talking That's about horny one. stuff? It's the Wallflower. Okay. All that right. was the goons. The goons. Yes. Okay. We got Wallflower. there. Just for laughs, British comedy, classic British comedy. All right, we found J- it. JFL, classic British com-com. Ha! <laughs> that huh. Brie Brie com-com. A la carte in 1989, Yeah, Alex. all right. In the summertime, when the weather is hot, you can stretch right up, bang and the sky. When the weather's fine, you got women, you got women on your mind. So this version is actually... Group. Yes. They're disco. They got a little like Latin stuff going on, but I think it's mostly just because 
of the songs they're playing. Yeah, because um, they played Cuba by the Gibson Brothers. Yeah, this is just like a medley thing, I think. They maybe add Does it actually own. feature Mungo Jerry on the... Is it actually Ray Dorsett's vocals, though, for the man's part? Because uh, Alucard be a... is uh, all-female. Could be a sample. Could be, but he's singing... There's, there's one consistent male voice singing all of the songs in the medley. Okay. Then I, I don't know. I couldn't the, find much on this. The record cover, at least on the YouTube song, says it does uh, say and Mungo Jerry and Mungo Jerry. I guess it must it must be uh, Ray Dorset. Yeah, interestingly, because they and put so him yeah. on the on the cover. Why would you on put him cover. on the cover? He wasn't so there. yeah, they do Cuba by the Gibson Brothers, which has some Spanish language in it. Which was when I was when I was like, who the fuck are these guys? And I was like, oh, they're German. That must be German. And then I was like, oh no, it's <laughs> Spanish from a Spanish song. Then he sings like there's actually like 15 seconds of the actual song we're talking about in the summertime. Yep, it goes from 140 to if you're being judicious, 206. But you could easily say yeah, or generous rather, you could easily say it ends before that. That's uh, and then it follows that with "Let Your Love Flow," and then "Born to Be Alive" by Patrick Hernandez, and yeah, and the, yeah. So this is fine. It's yeah, fun. it's a real disco it. track. Very, very synthetic synth. It sounds very. like the synth from uh, "I Think We're Alone Now" by Tiffany. It does. It does. But yeah, this one didn't grab me too much. Although, I mean, it probably served its purpose as being a decent dance track. Yeah, I suppose like, so. The, too. I but. guess the one part you can argue is like their their addition to In the Summertime is where they say dancing in the summertime. Dancing in the summertime. Yeah, they add their little like between the songs bit. Yeah. Which, yeah, I, I mean. I, sorry. No, go ahead. This is This song is like. What I would expect for it's probably like the most generic dance song from 1989. Like there's some trumpet, like it's a little salsa, it's a little like other dance tracks, and like there's trumpets and like synthesizers. Like yeah, this song sounds like it should have been made about five years before it was at least because like 1989, like that's on the cusp of the 90s. That's true, but I don't know what was going on in Germany at the time. Yeah, I don't know what these these Germans are up to. Germans. Uh, what I wanted to say about this one is that dancing in the summertime part, if you just isolated that and then replaced the character select song in Marvel vs. Capcom 2 with that, it would be just I about take seamless. You for a ride. <laughs> dancing in the summertime. You're picking fucking Wolverine and like. I want to take I, you for a ride. <laughs> Mega Man. Mega Man Zero. And, and Cable. That other guy who kind of looks like Captain America. Um, Fuck, what's his name? Doesn't Captain G- Generica. Hey! <laughs> and that brings us to Shaggy. Featuring Ravon in the year 1995. Now that we're talking about the original version and not the 1996 re-record, which featured in the hit film Flipper. Cool. I didn't do that on purpose, though. I didn't realize there's okay. another version. No, that's from okay. the hit that's, film I, Flipper. I, I imagine they're pretty much the same. 
Um, yeah, so this, uh, Shaggy does your, uh, does Jamaican rap on this. He's a Jamaican rapper. He just raps on this. Right. He doesn't speak with, like, a Jamaican patois on any of this, I don't think. Yeah, so, like, at in the beginning of the song, there's, like, a, a guy shouting. Is that Rayvon? No, that's actually Shaggy. That's Shaggy himself. Uh, yeah, and he Rayvon does that the, the chorus. The, he informs us that it is the summertime of fear, which seems odd. I, I believe that. <laughs> It's a very scary song. It's, it's yeah. So um, terrifying. It's a Flipper was originally a horror film, so it was, yeah. that's why that they actually so had to re-record confusing. it. But not change any of the lyrics. They're like, touch the sky, and you'll set on fire. So that's a summertime affair. Yes, it's a summertime affair. <laughs> this is like kind of like a reggae, more reggae style. Yeah, a little, little reggae rap. This one actually has a skank. Oh, yeah, buddy. So the basic structure of this is the chorus is sung by Rayvon, and it is the uh, the first verse of the song. Oh, but there are some changes to it now that I'm seeing it. They actually changed two things. So they take out the drinking and driving line and replace it with, I'm going to drive and ride and see now what I can find. At least someone's responsible. Yeah. And then he says, speeding down the lane, even though the speed limit's 25. So, again, so he's, he's just he's more explicit. But also, reduce the odds. Is like that a risk. common speed limit? I guess miles per hour. Yeah, miles per hour. I guess that might be. Uh... Is that normal? I don't know. How fast? Yeah, is... what does that translate to in about? 25. 25. In miles. In KPH. It's, it's, if I'm guessing that it's 40.2 kilometers, yeah. It's, um, that's kind of slow. That is kind of slow. So he's in a school zone. <laughs> so that's very irresponsible. But, he, but he's, he's speeding still. Yeah, in a school so zone. In a, in, a, in a school zone, yeah. And when the sun goes down, he'll make it with his cutie pie. Yes, this is, I mean, obviously it's a summertime affair. Um, but a lot of the, like, they do the sorry i'm distracted by the music video i'm gonna pause it for a second <laughs> they do like the lyrics of the song but then there's like extensive like rap verses about yeah about a pretty place. little woman about sexy as can some, be some pretty lady sexy as can be be um <laughs> and just like having fun like more specific of like hey there's there's a woman yeah a and positive uh, thing. just just yeah, it just takes the horniness from original, the original piece, and is like, well, here's a here's a rap yeah. verse about that, about uh, how uh, attractive these women are. And let's say ragamuffin, and also talk about bees a lot. Yeah, because women are like bees. Be. They sting <laughs> like a bumblebee, but they're sweet like honey. Mm-hmm. And that I can tell you. Much like a bumblebee covered in honey, it both is sweet and stings. Just like. A bee. Just like a bee. A bee. A bee. bee. A bee. I, try, I think I tried to save a bee's life once. I don't think it lived. What did you do? I just gave it, like, some water. I didn't, like, drown it. I didn't waterboard it. I just, like, put a droplet by it. Just, like, see what happens? Did it drink Oh, it? you know what it was? It got candy apple on one of its wings. Oh, no. Yeah. That can't so be it good. So it couldn't fly. 
I think that bee's dead. I mean, that bee's probably dead anyway by now. I don't know what the yeah, lifespan is. I think I just left him some water and I think like a piece of candy apple because it's got sugar in it, right? So I figured that was probably good for him. Yeah, I mean, you're supposed to give them sugar water or whatever when they're. Yeah. When they're huffing and puffing. I hope you're still out there, B, but let's face it, you probably fell off of that little poster on and died. Well. <laughs> R.I.P. B. Yeah, so this one is. Uh, Same thing happened to my ex girlfriend, weirdly enough. P- fell off a post and died? <laughs> yeah, after getting caught in the candy apple. <laughs> wow. That sounds tragic. And yeah. so funny. <laughs> how can how can two how can those two a, things a regular tragic comedy over here? Yeah. Um. So she's got caramel skin, as we know in the second verse. Um. She drinks juice and gin. Um. Uh. He's from Brooklyn, or that's where he lives anyway. Ragamuffin Shaggy. He's ragamuffin. This we know. Yeah. And it's, you know what? Nobody raps like Shaggy anymore, at least not in the mainstream. I'm sure I'm sure there are still Jamaican rap artists out there. In Jamaica, maybe. <laughs> maybe in Jamaica. Huh. I mean, that's where they're from. Like, they have to be, right? Mm-hmm. So we got, there's a, it starts with a drum intro, so we get some kind of, some active, very reggae-sounding drums on this track. Get a little shaker rhythm there as well. A little... Ugh, sorry, I'm off the ball right now. I apologize. Alex, d- please put yourself back on the ball. I need to get back on this ball. Are you Dude. on the ball yet? I'll hold. I'm like p- halfway on. Yeah. So yes. It's got a similar idea to the to the original. Um, in yeah. I mean, it's it's like the melody. It does the melody. There's a bunch of mm-hmm. instruments playing it, and they sort of keep that going throughout. You know, there's still a yeah. piano and a guitar. The guitar's got a very mellow sound. Yeah, and it's mixed very low, so you can almost miss that guitar. Yeah, it's definitely, like, secondary. And, uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's, like, some... Is it saxophone? A saxophone or something like that? I did not make note of a saxophone, but it's not to see that there isn't a saxophone there. Am I crazy? Did I mix up my notes? Because I can't find a saxophone, quite frankly. Yeah, I think you're fucked, dude. I might be crazy. Did you mistake mistake Shaggy for a saxophone? That's it! He sounds exactly like a saxophone. You were like... (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's that Shaggy sound. Yeah, so the music video does not feature Flipper, surprisingly. No. It's mostly just like a beach party for the most part. And they just... They they occasionally drive around in a doorless Jeep. And dance um, while sitting. Yeah, and uh, Shaggy just kind of like during the verses, during his rap verses, just kind of hangs out with women. Yeah, while sitting and kind of dancing a bit. Yeah, so sometimes he's like, yeah, doing a little sit dance and like talking about her and then smiling at her occasionally and stuff. And then we'll switch to Ravon doing the same thing. He's got some neato sunglasses. Yeah. Are they ever in the same place? Do they come together? Uh, I think maybe in some of the the beach party dance scenes, they're in the same place. Yeah. Okay, here they are. They're partying together. Shaggy's got the ladies, though. 
Yeah, that's true. Shaggy does because yeah, uh, uh, the last verse he wraps a towel around this lady who just got out of the pool, and then she just kind of like grinds on him. And yes. he's like, "All right, fuck I'm yeah." Seeing that happen right now. It's, it's good timing true. on my part. Yes. <laughs> and he's got like a big vest on. Yeah, buddy. Nothing else. Anyway, yeah, Rayvon's got a goofy hat on at one point. I think when he's in the jeep. Oh, it's is that like a massive hat? Is that where I saw a yeah. massive hat? I feel like I've seen... No, that's not the one. I feel uh, like I saw a really big hat on someone. Some I don't remember when. You very well might That's have. not important. You know what I saw today? What did you at see North, today, Alex? I was at Northland Mall today. A mall mm-hmm. in Calgary. And there was a guy with, like, a red sequined fedora. And he was riding a unicycle. Oh, my goodness. Was he a, a street performer? Was he juggling as well? I feel like Northland Mall is not the best place for a street performer, but maybe. Certainly he wasn't not. juggling though. He was just riding. Was he, he was riding he was his unicycle. The mall. Yeah, he was riding around the food court on his unicycle. Was he also wearing suspenders? Possibly. I'm thinking is it black shirt. Yeah, well, yeah, it was like all black, like vest, okay, and like yep, yep. probably red vest and like dress pants. I wouldn't be surprised if he was wearing suspenders. That man's either seemed a performer like a or a criminal. Yes, but like, was was the unicycle to get away? Was that his getaway vehicle? Yeah, naturally. It's uh, maybe he was going for like the unbelievability, like take. He's just gonna snatch a bunch like, of people's wallets, and then everyone like, is some just... man on a unicycle with a sequined fedora took my wallet. They're like, no, he fucking didn't. That's not possible. D- don't come to the police station and make shit up. That's illegal, and then they get arrested, and yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's the perfect crime. It is the perfect crime. Um, so yeah, well, yeah, the Shaggy version does a good job of keeping it laid back and emphasizing two key points of the original, driving around in cars and hitting on women. And that is exactly what they do, and uh, kind of, it's, it's similar to the um, other version we talked about, the Ken Booth version, in that they're from Jamaica, but... <laughs> It, like, takes something that's laid back and, like, makes it more laid back. Or at least yeah. emphasizes the laid backedness. Yeah, it gives it a different sort of laid back culture. Mm-hmm. That is a big hat, actually. So let's talk about Derek Sherinian featuring Slash and Billy Idol in the year 2006. In the summertime, when the weather is fine, you can stretch right up and touch the sky. When the weather's fine, you got women, you got women on your mind. Yeah, these are like some rock, some rock and roll guys. Um, yeah, Derek Sherinian is a keyboardist who's worked with Billy Idol, Alice Cooper, Kiss, Yingui Malmsteen, and some other people. So yeah, he's the keyboard, and the Wikipedia said he's a keyboardist who plays keyboards like a guitar, but not like physically like a guitar, stylistically like a guitar. I don't know what that means. Because well, you know what I'll tell you, doesn't sound like it on this track. Not really, no. This track sounds like the biggest waste of Billy Idol's time since he appeared in uh, that Wild Thing cover. Oh, yeah. When he was just there? <laughs> the Sam Kennison version, yeah, when he appeared in the music video. At least they seemed like they were having a good time in that one. Well, they Not seem- that I give a shit about Billy Idol's time, but... <laughs> yeah. I mean, fair enough. This is... This version and a big waste to slash his time. Who maybe I care a little more about just because he's a good. He's got that good hat. But they're just hanging out with their buddy. 
I assume doing heroin. Maybe not in yeah. 2006. You never this know. is the like least exciting version ever in history of this any cover we've ever done. This is the done. like, yeah, this ever. Wow. Maybe I just in terms of like what we should like the prospect like slash Billy Idol and the dude who's played with Billy Idol and Alice Cooper and Kiss and a bunch of other big names. Yeah, I will admit, Slash and Billy Idol, like, I get they're famous, but, like, they're not huge in my mind in terms of, like, mm-hmm. artists that I like. Not a big, like, Guns N' Roses person. Billy Idol's, like, got some songs. But, I don't know. He's not, like, amazing, you know? Yeah, just, like, for comparison's sake, like, I just feel like they didn't do anything. So if we looked at, like, Riders of the Storm... Where right. uh, Carlos Santana teamed up with uh, fucking Ray and uh, the lead singer from Linkin Park. Yeah, Chester. Chester Bennington. Chester Bennington. So yeah, when when, uh, when he teamed up with Chester Bennington and uh, Ray Ray, Ray Man, mm-hmm. they, they put the Carlos Santana spin on it, which was just excessive guitar solos, but it was, right. you know, it was distinctly of the Santana nature. Whereas this... I feel like I could get the same performance from just any bar cover band. Yeah, it's like two minutes of dead air at the end of the track. Yeah, what was with that? Well, we'll get to that. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like it comes in, they play the song, cool, they going through it. Billy Idol singing, there's instruments happening. Slashes, I mean, Slash's guitar, there's focus on it, but like maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I I can't identify like Slash as a guitar player personally i know some people well, he can. does a solo he does a solo like, it's fine true. it's it's just like again i could probably solo. get that same performance out of a bar cover band although they do okay this is one part they do this like bass and guitar drop off thing and the music cuts out just for a second I yeah i like that what yeah that's fair and they do, in, in their defense, they get this kind of like vocoder sounding. I imagine it's something on the keyboard he's doing. Maybe. I think it is a like distorted harmonica type microphone. Oh, okay. They do that like. Yeah. So they, they, they do their like. So that's after like. They kind of sing the song. Yeah. And then at the end, they just do their like fucking around. And like. Billy Idol does some yeah, 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 yes, yes. and some, some punky-sounding scat. You know, it's almost Jim Morrison-esque. Well, yeah, there's definitely some Billy scat. Billy scat. And uh, there's uh, some ooze. You know, it's all, it's all, they, like, do some wild stuff at the end. Like you were saying, they do that harmonica microphone thing. It's kind of like yeah. a back and forth between them. They do, like, in the summertime, like. Yeah. They do, like, a little, like, some like drum fills and keyboard solo and guitar solo with scatting over top yeah and maybe that's one of the problems a lot of the versions we've talked about so far have like taken the original song and like really worked on that laid back vibe and like taken advantage of that and just kind of put it into different lights different context right whereas these guys are like what if we just play it as a rock and roll song i know and i kind of this is not like a like i like rock and roll i mm-hmm. i won't claim to not um but this isn't like the rock and roll sound that i happen to like right that much like it's 
okay, but just because you put a song into this sound, uh, it's not going to get me excited on its own. So this isn't no. really, this isn't my favorite style of rock and roll. Yeah, I'll agree to that. It just feels like, just feels very unnecessary. And then, like, there's like a minute of silence at the end, like you said. It's actually three minutes of silence. Three, but there's a bit at the end. Did you listen to the very oh, end? Oh, shit. Right? Hang on. In, like, once you hit six minutes, it just, uh, like, I don't know why there's silence. And then they do, like, a skit at the end. And, like, they're, like, ah, like, talking in the recording studio or whatever. And then, like, his neighbor comes over and he's, like, hey, hey, Derek. Hey, Derek, it's your neighbor. And he's, like, hey, yo, Alex, what's up? He's, like, it's three in the morning. I'm trying to sleep. And they're like, we just recorded this album, Blood of the Snow. It's like, yeah, I don't know why you and waited. Like, like that's the last that. track on the album. Yeah, that's usually when they have that big gap, like they used to do on these kind of albums, is that you would get a bonus track that was secretly on the last track. Yeah, which nope. I mean, I guess if you want like a skit. Yeah, nobody wants that. <laughs> I certainly don't. <laughs> yeah, with that. Let's talk about the next version, which Susie is... Susie Hildegard. The, yeah, Susie Hildegard, 2007. She's a Danish jazz singer. In the summertime, when the weather is high, you can stretch right up and touch the sky. When the weather's fine, you got women, you got women on your mind. Have a drink, have a drive, go out and see you at you. But I think she's American-born, and her birthday mm. is the Monday before this episode comes out. How about wow. that? HBD, Susie Hildegard. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Internet. So this one is kind of fun. It starts with some, like, pop beatboxing. Well, she does a yeah. thing. And then I she's got, fucking like, hated that beatboxing. It reminds me of, like, sync. It reminds me of just, like, acapella covers. That's not true. Not in a good way. It's got that It's got a bit of an... I don't know if there's a name for it, but I feel like there's an sync song where they do that. Wait. Probably. It's got that more like guttural belchy tone to it, which is like really just not pleasing for my ears. Okay. All right. I I that sound that sound doesn't bother me, but I know there's sounds that bother everybody. Like if my mom ever hears a a fork scratching on a plate, she can't stand it. But like I don't care. Mm. So I'm sure now I, I have know how something to defeat like that. your mom. Yeah. To, yeah. That's my mom's weakness. So if you need to <laughs> defeat her in combat, just get a plate and a fork. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find um, out the NSYNC song? Um, mm, hang on. No, I don't know. You don't know? No, I can't find it. Anyway, okay. it reminds me. Of, it probably isn't even that, but for some reason it made me think of that. If you guys know that NSYNC song, uh, hit us up on Twitter. That's at Jake the Cressy and at some Alex Wise guy. Hashtag NSYNC. Could just as easily be a Backstreet Boys song, quite frankly. And yeah, and if it turns out to be a Bastard Boys song, hashtag OutSync. Yeah, let us know <laughs> via hashtag. All right. As you guys always do. I love you guys so much. Yes. Um, yeah, so there's a, there's a pretty sparse bass line on this. It's, it's a very like lounge jazz version. Yeah, there's like this muted trumpet playing in the beginning. And... So yeah, yeah and like the trumpet kind of like bass. starts to go off a little as the track progresses. It starts to what? Sorry, go off as the kids say. Ah, uh, of course. 
Yeah, like there's more like levels coming up sort of thing. Yeah, and sort of noodles yeah. around a little, you know? It's a very like jazzy version. Yeah. It's kind of smooth. Bass is a little groovy. Yeah, it, like with using very few notes, it gets its own kind of groove going on. And I mean, this one, the big difference of this one is that it's not doing the like the melody throughout mm-hmm. on the instruments, which I don't think this is the first time it's happened, but it's kind of replaced it with more of this just like instruments like doing things. So it's almost yeah. similar thing. It's almost similar. Like this music in the background is still just sort of there and repetitive, but it's not like there's nothing to really like latch onto as like a catchy melody in the same mm-hmm. way. So it kind of does something similar in that yeah but in a very different way right and it's sort of doing that draws attention to the vocals which makes it almost like a spoken word poetry kind of thing yeah okay spoken word poetry eh? just because it's like a little bit more understated it's definitely not like more of that that kind of talk singing a bit yeah she's not like totally in your face with like Heart, like runs like vocal runs or anything like that yeah which is a good idea for sure and i guess that's I the so. like laid back feeling too like it's mm-hmm. still kind of muted it doesn't feel like they're really pushing or anything right instead of, instead of laid back on this one though it's got more of that kind of like sleazy sex vibe sleazy sex okay sure yeah because that's yeah, what jazz is that. baby that's, that's why it sounds jazz. like jizz Basically. Remember when George Lucas invented a, a, a genre of music and it was jizz? Yeah, I mean, of all the things. But, I mean, I, I'm really getting into cum rock these days, so what cum are you going to do? Uh, yeah, it's very, it's very repetitive. Yeah, this one, how long is this version? Three, three minutes? Three sixteen. Could cut thirty seconds off of it. You think it was too long? Yeah. There's definitely like, there's bits like in the middle where it's like solo parts. Um, I can definitely see not getting into that where she does her like scatting. It's more like scatting, scatting. And it's just like I kind of lose the thread in this one because again, I don't think it's very laid back. It's, you don't, just, it's just horny, I guess. Like it's, it's just horny, like, it's not laid back. Yeah, and there needs to be a sort of carefree attitude to this song for it to work for me, I think. Okay, well I definitely see, like you said, you, you said you lost the thread, and um, I definitely think not having the the melody like that uh, would put, put you at risk of that. Yeah. Because sure. that like drives you through the song, and like you can hold on to that throughout. Yeah, because it, like, it, it is so catchy in the original that it, you can just kind of bob your head along to it. And, like, I don't, like, didn't know the words really at all. Oh, yeah. Until this, so, yeah. And I swear she says, I swear she says, we're, we're not dirty, we're not clean, but I'm probably wrong. That would be a good line change. I'd like that. We're not dirty, we're not clean, because we're in the middle. Hmm. Yeah. Just take some time. Yeah, that's all I got. Because I really want to talk about the next one. Yeah, me too, because this next one slaps. 
It's uh, Blue Stone featuring the British rapper Skiba D. All right. In the summertime, when the weather is high, you can just ride up. When the weather's right, you got women, you got women on your mind. Skiba D. And <laughs> Mungo Jerry himself. Which is to say, Ray Dorset. Oh my god, so that is Ray Dorset. He comes out in the music video, yeah. In the music video. But I was like, this idiot doesn't look like Ray Dorset. <laughs> well, he's got the teeth. Yeah. He's I got the he, teeth. I thought he was like a clumsily put together actor. He could be, but like, he, the teeth are too perfect. What are the odds that they have two people with teeth? Yeah, j- just like that. Yeah. No, just teeth generally. Anyway, um... <laughs> Two and, people with teeth? What? I don't think so. In the same room? Yeah, so this is, um... It, first of all, rapping with an English accent, I think it's fun. Because yes. it's novel to me, because I don't hear it very often. Um, The beginning of this one is, like, I'd say pretty standard for, like, electronic-type dance stuff. There's, like, a filtered synthesizer that, like, slowly opens up as... As the rapper guy is like listing names of who's in the song. Yeah. What? What? What do you, what you mean when he makes a phone call and says, "Yeah, Blue Stone, I yeah, think Blue we need Stone. to do something for real." And then later on, he's a skibbity. <laughs> skibbity. Like, yeah, he says Mongo Jerry, Blue Stone, and skibbity. Right. But like, I agree. I didn't think that that uh, Ray Dorsey was in this originally. Because mm-hmm. the music video, I, I think we just mash up talking about the music video in this, maybe. I don't know. It, it is. It, it's, we'll, it's we'll talk fine. about we, it. We do it how we want, God damn True. it. We do whatever we want to do. So, like, Ray Dorset, it's just, like, he, like, him from the original music video, like, superimposed, like, translucent and super, or parent, transparent and, like, superimposed yeah. over the, the white room where they're just doing this, where it's just... Bluestone and Skibbity and and some girls who are clearly not playing their instruments. Oh yeah, very clearly. But so I love clearly. that they were like, we're gonna make a music video, just kind of based on the originals music video, which is people in a white room playing instruments. Yeah, and then and they then just superimpose like, the original video on top of that, and just like heavily auto tune Ray Dorset's voice. Yeah, I'm not sure if he actually re-recorded this or not. I don't think so. He wouldn't have had to. No. So it seems like, like it sounds yeah. neat with that auto tune on it. Like it's got a cool ring to it. Definitely, yeah. Got a got a different sound. Um, more modern, I guess, because it's auto tuned. Um, hmm. And yeah, this is similar to the, uh, or this one rather. This is not similar, I should say, to the to the Shaggy one because they. It's really just the the chorus from the yeah. original, and then like rap verses. Well, that's, yeah, just like the Shaggy Which, one. But didn't the Shaggy one have more than just the chorus? Um, it had the verse. It had the first verse. Okay, it was just the first verse. All right. Well, this one has a little less. Yeah. So similar. All right, similar. I'll give it to myself. And then, uh... I said both, so I can't be wrong. Um, yeah, that's, sure. So and he basically just talks again about girls in here. He needs people to know that, hang on. People need to know that when the sun comes out, the best chicks come out, and that there are girls in the front and girls in the back. Yeah, I like, speaking of girls in the back, I like how one of the girls in the back is wearing a black shirt and, like, a red ascot thing, just like Jerry, or 
just like Ray like Dorsey JRE. in the original. Amazing color schemes. The Red greatest scenes. twist in this one is when it turns to the camera crew and it's just like a bunch of dudes and then it's just like boom now they're hot women yeah they're ladies yeah and like the song like where is it it's doing it's like little like like bring down part where like the everything's filtered yeah and they're just playing the chorus and then like it's just a crew the camera turns around it's a crew and then like there's still a guy on a camera and then the whole crew turns into women yeah. And then they run over and dance, including the camera woman. God damn it. So who's Why filming? That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, who is filming? The, who's, who's running filming? this show? What's going on here? And then, yeah, eventually I guess Ray Dorset comes in and they're like, look, it's Mungo fucking Jerry. And he just keeps pretending like he's singing. Because, I mean, obviously yeah. they're all pretending. At and least then, he does yeah. a good job of pretending. Unlike the woman playing the bass who's literally just slapping the bass. Yeah softly unbelievable yeah so that's that's this one it's a dance remix and the, yeah and then but it with, ends with, with him red, saying all right he does yeah. say all right he says all right a couple times actually there's a part early on where like they use that all right line mm-hmm. but like it's in the middle of a like a verse i thought that was kind of neat yeah i don't know I, do we I'm mention that he's part. literally on a couch like calling Bluestone at the start because that's Hold fucking up. hilarious. I'm looking when he's like calling. Yeah, he's, he's just like, like on a couch. Yo, Bluestone, Bluestone, I think we gotta do something. I think we need to do so. Yeah, he's for sure on a couch. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's the best. It's my favorite so thing is, about life. So this version is something else. Something this else is, entirely. Yeah, something else. Let's talk about another something else. A thump that right. else. Judith Owen in 2014. In the summertime, when the weather is high, you can stretch right up, you can almost touch the sky. When the weather is right, you've got women on your mind. Alright. So this is like, would it be would it be accurate to call this like gospel music? The Judith Owen version? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think it is. Okay. It's just what like soft. Uh, let me look her up real quick. Uh, a few things about Judith Owen. She kind of looks like Ozzy Osbourne. Um, she, 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 I mean, yeah, what are you like, going to qu- classify it as? Welsh, you piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> what, you think I didn't go to Wikipedia? I didn't find it gospel-y, personally. Because for me, gospel means, like, choir. But I could be wrong. Well, it gives me a vibe like, uh, like, uh, Mark Cohen's, uh, Walking in Memphis. Is that supposed to sound gospel-like? I would say it has elements of gospel in it. Okay. Maybe I don't know enough about gospel. I just, just like, yeah, this is singer-songwriter. Kind of sad piano version. Let me now. I gotta look up gospel music because I feel like a fucking fool. I think we're both fools here. Aren't we all fools? Time makes fools of us all. There's definitely time happening right now. Well, technically, so Wikipedia says that gospel music is a genre of Christian music. I don't think this is a Christian song. It doesn't sound very Christian. It's just got like that kind of softness to it that I. I attribute to that kind of genre. Hmm. 
Well, it's definitely... I, I agree. When you said walking in Memphis, there is a similarity there. Yeah. Because of that kind of piano. Yeah, just something about, like, the tone of it. Yeah, like, I can't it's... put my finger on exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this version does have, like, more, like, instrumentation. Like, there's a there's a bass. There's, I think, two basses. Because I think there's one, a bowed one, and, like, a fingered bass. Yeah. And I'd said it was still a little bit jazzy. Um, Do you think it's still... Not really. I wouldn't call so. this jazz, What's no. What's the rhythm, then? I don't know. I don't know, and I couldn't tell you enough about jazz rhythm to confirm or deny on okay. that. Not like, I don't know, like a different kind of jazz, but I don't know what, what kind. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but this is definitely, like, soft. This is This is not... I don't even think I would call it laid back. I would just call it yeah. soft. Yeah. You know? That's why that's why I'm leaning towards gospel because it doesn't have that laid back quality. Maybe. Maybe. And again, I'm probably wrong on that, but it's I don't know. And uh so yeah, it's I'll say this. This version could you could easily chop a minute off this. Oh yeah, this could be shorter for sure. A um, minute and a half even. It's uh not as exciting as some of the other ones. Not as No, it's it, very one note. Yeah, it doesn't like, have like the melody playing throughout. Mm -hmm. Um they're just playing that one note the whole time. I'm very weird. Um, and it, like in comparing it to like walking in Memphis, like that song has big ups and downs in it. Yeah, that's exciting. And I think you could do that with this because I like again I'm getting similar tones, so there's no reason she couldn't make the piece a little more exciting. Go wild. It's For it's sure. a fun song about getting laid and driving cars. Like yeah. And the, the, there's a lot, like, in the middle, the, like, we're not dirty, we're not mean verse. She mm -hmm. keeps saying, like, you're not bad, you're not dirty. It's like she's talking to somebody. Yeah. So, I don't know. That doesn't really, that just kind of changes. I'm, I don't think the rest of the, because that's the song that, the part that's talking about, like, they're talking about themselves. Um, mm -hmm. But it changes. She, who she, like, she's talking to someone, just, like, telling them, hey, you're doing all right. You're yeah. not bad. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's just folk music. What is what? The the genre. Maybe this is just folk. Yeah, maybe. Sorry, I uh, you cut out for folk. I didn't hear you. Okay. Maybe, <laughs> Actually, it's, maybe just it's just music. Music. Like, uh what? <laughs> yeah, maybe because it almost is a little like Joni Mitchell esque too. Yeah. So I would say there's probably at least jazz influence there. For sure, yeah. But that would be probably my closest comparison. That I yeah. am aware of. Um, but I'm sure there's lots of people <laughs> inspired by Joni Mitchell. Of course. Um, and she hits yeah, a she... really high note at uh, like the 335 mark. She says, go. She says, go. She says, go? Yeah. She says, go? Yeah. Have a drink. Have a drive. And Wait, then there's sorry. a there's a lower voice doing some uh, singing on this as well. I didn't notice the lower voice. When is that? It's, it's around the three thirty five mark as well. Oh shit! It's so quiet. Yeah. But it's there. It's it like is there. Ghost. So the end of this one. Um, mm -hmm. She like first of all she does a lot of like ad libbing and yep. into the end when she's doing in the end she's doing a lot of like repetition of lines but she keeps saying have a drink have a drive. Like, over right. and over again. I feel like she says it too much. And I, it makes sense, 
I guess, like, musically, that, like, you'd say that line. Repeated. Yeah. But, like, if you think about it, she's really pushing the drinking and driving thing. <laughs> like, really pushing it. Have a drink, have a drive. I just want to get home safely, Judith. Have a drink, have a drive. Like, Come on, Judith. Chill out. <laughs> Judith, get off my fucking back. I'm just trying to drive safely. Have a drink, have a drive. Yeah, she needs to... I'm just, you know, I'm just worried. I'm worried about her. Yeah. Should we talk about a walk off the earth in 2017? In the summertime when the weather is hot You can stretch right up and touch the sky When the weather is fine You got women, you got women on your mind When the sun goes down You can make it, make it good in a... We should. We should. So this is a Canadian group? Yeah. They do pop covers mostly. Yeah, we've talked about them before. They did a piano cover of, I want to say, Black Hole Sun. I totally forgot about that. I well, yeah, but they did. They did. Huh. Yeah, it was uh, that was Mike Beard Guy Taylor who died he's, of natural causes at the age of thirty or something. Yeah. Yeah. So he's rest in peace. I think he's in this because I see him in. No, he's in the background. It was twenty seventeen. I think he died in twenty eighteen or early okay. twenty nineteen. So he was still around for this, and it is not related to the movie Taekwondo. No, no. It, it which didn't is like feature a tr- in the film Taekwondo. There's like a movie called Taekwondo, which is like a drama. Like it's super serious. It oh yeah, it's not, like a. It's like a yeah. So it's not okay. That makes it sense. It is not related to that. No. Uh, also, they sang Oh Canada at the Raptors game recently. Oh, hey, right on. Because that basketball's happening right now. And, uh... I'll tell you, basketball's happening. One of the one of the playoff games in Toronto. So in the playoff games in Toronto. In Toronto. Um, so this is pretty similar to the original. Yeah. Heavier, like, drumming. Yeah, we get the melody is whistled on this. It's true, they do a lot of whistling. Whistled. I wasn't terribly excited by this version. Yeah, it's a pretty straight cover. It and sounds like a like, modern straight cover to me. Yeah, and it's simplified in the the instrumentation and even the playing of the melody, so it's not as exciting as the original. That's true, the, the instruments mostly just do the like kind of chord progression and like the bass yeah but they, they're no not like the original where everything is playing tricks. and i'm not saying they need to do the same thing i just i'm sure i'm biased against this because it's like a modern poppy sounding thing but it didn't it didn't light my fire baby i'll tell you this they had the good decency to cut it down to two minutes yeah, it's pretty respectable short. Respectable decision. It's pretty quick. I mean, they cut out, like, the repetition of the first section, so... Yeah. Yeah, that works. That works fine. And it's, and it's got a nice little lackadaisical vibe from that whistling. Like, it carries some of the spirit of the original, but I think in terms of instrumental technique, they've reduced the... Like, they've simplified even the melody so that it's... Like, it's not exciting to hear. Yeah, I... I don't know, like, it's it's that thing where, like, it's not a bad cover. They do a fine job of it. It's just not that exciting, and because it's so similar to the original, it's hard to, hard to get into it. Yeah, it really just lives in the shadow of the original. Yeah. 
So B, B plus maybe. B plus, yeah, B minus. Okay, all right. Yeah, C, fuck it, it's a C. <laughs> it's a C. It's C plus. C to C to C. Little Canada <laughs> reference there for you. Hey, CBC. All right, that's our last one. So we're gonna get into our uh, final remarks or final reviews. We got three categories. They're going to be very obvious. We have worst version, best version, and summer jam 2019. Summer jam 2019. Okay. Hit me with what's, it, Alex. What's the what's worst the version? Worst version of this song. Man, there were a few I didn't like. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if I would count the a la carte version. Like it yeah, was that's fine, a, uh, but like it's not even really a cover. They just like it's literally like nineteen seconds. Um, mm-hmm. As I was saying, I, like the sound of the Derek Sheridan version didn't really do much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, although they did fine. What about Frank Sidebottom? What about Frank Sidebottom? I, I'm kind of igno- not concluding that one. Although I didn't like it that right. much, uh, I will admit. Um. If I wasn't eliminating it just for being, like, a different thing, I'd probably pick that one, but I feel like it's not fair. Because it's not really oh, what it's totally it fair. Is. You can eliminate whatever you want, Alex. I have decided that you're right. I can include the Frank Sidebottom version. And I'm going to give it worse. Nice. Because, I don't know, man. I feel like all, I feel a little bad about it. <laughs> but I didn't like it. I didn't think it was funny. That's fair. Absolutely fair. Which, again, um, seems cheap because it's like dated comedy, but whatever. Hey, fuck it. He put it on Spotify for the world to see. Fair. All right, now, what about for me, you? What's yours? Let me tell you. See, I don't mind Frank Sidebottom because he's in and out in a minute and 35 seconds. Mm, fair enough. It's, for me, it's, it comes down to one song, and it's, it's mostly about the, poten- the, the loss of potential and just the disrespect. For me, you know, it's always been about respect. That's what I've always said about this show. So, so Derek Sherinian featuring Slash and Billy Idol is the worst version of this. So what do you mean the loss of respect? This fucking two minutes, three fucking minutes? The fuck all? Fair enough. That's just a bunch of silence. What's the point? Follow- followed by a, a not funny skit? <laughs> Get out of here, Derek. Hey, we both, we both uh, included not funny in our reasons for disliking. <laughs> these versions so that's fun yeah and, and just like there was nothing exciting done with it you had two big like prominent music names on this along with yourself who has has done prominent work i can't mention a, a single thing he's really done yeah, i can he's say not like, like oh the name on things but like yeah but yeah he's been a part of these things so yeah, it comes down to that just being having te- like the greatest potential, but it just squandered it all, and then threw on this two minutes of silence bullshit followed by some garbage. Just fuck that. Get out of here, Derek. <laughs> yeah, get out. Alex should have come earlier and got him to be quiet. <laughs> I support Alex. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I stand with Alex. <laughs> um, tell me, Alex, what's the best version of this song? What's the best cover. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I didn't love a lot of the covers of this. Like, no. a lot of them were fine. Like, Ken Booth's was pretty cool. Yeah! Um, and I actually kind of like the Pinto Verez Orchestra as well. I don't know, I'm having trouble with this one, because it's like, I like those two. But I also like mm-hmm. the Susie Hildegard version. 
I wasn't crazy some, about Susie Hildegard. It had some uh, some muted trumpet stuff going on. And, uh, hmm. I think I'm going to give it to Susie Hildegard. I did like that version. And Hard disagree is a very, on my part. It's a very sure. different feel. Yeah. That's the, that's the one I'm going to give it to right now. But I usually change Fair. my mind. Uh, yeah, honest, you do. So. You're a nut. So who knows? Um, I'm gonna give it to the uh, I'm gonna give it to the Pinto Veras Orchestra because that one was just tight. Anyone with a honky tonk piano gets bonus points oh, yeah. for sure. And just all the instruments, just it it moving up to this fun, like I said, like old Disney cartoon vibe. Like I think it was a very good version. It was totally solid. That kind of holds the spirit of the original with uh, while doing its own own thing. Way to go, Pinto Vres Orchestra, wherever you're from. Wherever you're from. Whoever you are. I'm going to say New Jersey. Okay. Yeah, I buy it. <laughs> All right, and Alex, what's Summer Jam 2019 of In what's the What's Summer Jam 2019? Ken Booth. For sure. That's, that's fair. That's a good call. Yeah. I mean, obviously, well, maybe not obviously. Probably obviously, though. Like, I would associate, like, warmth and summer-like weather with things from Jamaica. Like, there's an association there. For sure. And I preferred it to the Shaggy Ravon version. Yeah, in terms of Jamaican ones, I think he's definitely the winner. Although they're very, very different. Yeah, true. But that's the comparison. Yeah. Of course. So that's, that's the summer jam for me. Hell yeah, for me it's gotta be, uh, old Bluestone and, and Skibidi. Bluestone! It's gotta be Mongo Terry, Blue Scone, and Skibidi. Because that's the be. jam. And the, they got the man himself. Yeah. They got Jerry. Uh, it's, and I, usually I don't go for these because it really does sound like it's a summer jam remix. And Yeah, that's like the entire point. In fact, I found a blog that was like complaining about it. It was like, look oh, what yeah? they have for summer music this year. I'm like, Tom Scott, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not going to win any fucking awards, except for this one I just gave it, Summer except Jam for Summer 2019. Summer Jam 2019. <laughs> nah, I think it's fun. I'd like, probably listen to it again. Not not like as much as I like the original. I, I think the original is still just the, the best version of this, but we're talking yeah, Summer it's, Jams. It's real catchy. And there were a lot of, like, other versions that were just, like, super straight covers that mm-hmm. kind of worked, so. Yeah. So, so that's been our review of... In the Summertime by Mungo Jerry and its many cover songs. If you got some opinions on the episode, let us know. Hashtag CoverMePod, at Jake the Cressy, at some Alex Wise guy. Tell us what you thought of the covers. Tell us your favorite, your least favorite. Tell us about a cover we missed. Tell us anything. Tell us about your day. Tell us how your dad's doing. Do you still talk to him? Cool. Way to go. Way to go, guy. Now... To jump into our bonus segment, which I we have honestly probably done this before, but uh, Alex, summer jams. What's your summer, summer jams? jams? Yeah. What are, what are my summer jams? Yeah. Uh, Ken Booth, fucking <laughs> Ken Booth. That's, that's all I fucking listen to. Um, all summer long. Jeez, what are my summer jams? Okay, I have a lot of very strong memories of listening to like some Rush songs in the summer. Like okay. the analog kid and right. New World Man. So signals basically. Um mm. when I used to listen to Rush a lot when I when I would work at the Stampede. I would listen okay. to it like on the train. 
So that can't be my final answer, but like that's definitely on there. Um, that and like Journey. I feel like I listen to a lot of Journey in the summer. Ooh, Journey's a good one. Very upbeat. Yeah, because like they got like a song called "Baby I'm Leaving You," which is kind of like kind of reggae. Right. Which never heard that. That's, that's a fun. Check it out. Check it out. Um. And what I you know uh it's it's good stuff. I there's got to be more. I feel like there's so many songs you can listen to in the summer. You know. Oh yeah, I find in the summer I tend to lean more towards like uh hip hop and more like modern music than uh like seventies rock or things of that nature. So like Gorillaz, Plastic Beats was a big uh that was a big summer album for me back in like 2010, 2011. Okay. Okay. And uh, what? Oh, the Avalanches released an album in 2016 that I listened to a lot. They're that Australian DJ duo. Oh, that one. Yeah, okay. that single one. Um, I okay. Another summer song, "Moths" by Jethro Tull. Moths. Moths. Okay. I like to listen to that song in the summer, but I like also, to listen to most yeah. other Jethro Tull in the winter. Don't understand why. That I can't explain to you, Alex. Yeah. Do you, do you listen to Moss, the Stephen Wilson remix? Yeah. Check that okay. one out. It, okay. it they are a little okay. different. They are, I was comparing mm. them one time. Uh, the the it's definitely like like there's some strings and stuff that are more prominent in the in the remix version. They're I mean it's the same song, but but uh, it it's like re like they say remix, but it's not like. It's not like they added a, a drum break or anything. It's like remastered. Right, yeah, because it's a stereo but, remix. But it's it's like the remixing. Like they redo the mix. Like it's not, yeah. Yeah, it's like the, a remix like, like remix. The but audio it's a remix. mixing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow. Yeah. Yeah. Another, another good summer jam is 3005 by old Childish Gambino. Oh, shit. Which one is that? That's uh, that one where he talks about being by your side till 3005. No, Hole up. Hold up. It's too okay. Yeah, I don't know Childish Gambino song names. Well, that's okay, Alex. Oh, there's a beach. There's a beach picnic version. It's a beach picnic version of it's V three thousand five. Beach picnic version. Yeah. So if you guys got a summer jam, <laughs> uh, if you got a summer Tell jam twenty nineteen that isn't uh, you know, your boy Ken Booth or your other boy. Mungo Jerry. Or even Blue if Stone it is your Skibidi. boy Ken Booth. Yeah, even if it is. Hit us up with it. That's uh, hashtag Summer Jam 2019. Tell us about some great great summer hits. Things that make you think of summer. Also, obviously the boys are back in town's a great summer jam, and so is Boys of Summer. Yeah, yeah, okay. And any song that, that falls under the boys saga is, is yeah, a summer jam. The boys saga. Um We'll find more. We'll uncover more. We have three so far. Yeah. And that's all I have to say for the bonus segment. Africa. Africa's the summer jam. Sure. It's my favorite dance club song. Oh, yeah. Sure. Definitely. Uh, it's my second favorite. My first is uh, Numb slash Encore. Do you want more? Do you want more? Yeah, that's a big one. That's huge. 
Um, so that's been our whole episode. I've been your host as always, Jake Cressy. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake the Cressy. You can follow Alex at some Alex Wise guy, but there's really no point. You can try. No, do you it. You can try. Do I, it. I won't. Just, just cause. Just to say you did. Yeah, if Alex gets the numbers, he'll post uh, company secrets. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> For sure. For every ten followers, uh, another company secret. Uh, cannot comment on that. <laughs> um, yes, uh, be sure to follow us on, uh, your favorite podcasting app. I can't see iTunes anymore, you know? iTunes is now, it's going the way of the dinosaur, is Alex. It? Yeah, it's, everything's gonna be Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and Apple, like, TV or movies or some shit. Okay. Is it all streaming? Like... Is iTunes no longer the thing you can use to organize your music on your computer? I think maybe iTunes is being subsumed into Apple Music, so you can still do local file shit, but... Hmm. So yeah, you can't follow us on iTunes anymore, but review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us there, or on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, Podscene, Podgreen, Podlean. Any one of the rhyming podcast apps. As we always say on Cover Me, you you don't know what you got till it's covered.